Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hey, friends. So I just wanted to give us a little preface to this conversation before we dive in. The world is in a real weird spot right now, and it might be in an even stranger or hopefully more normal. I don't really know what's going to happen by the time that you actually live listen to this episode, but I did want to let you know, we are recording this on March 17th. And so if things are different, if things feel different, it's the 18th. I'm sorry. I don't know what day it is. It's March 18th. If this conversation is just a little bit weird in the time that you actually hear it, that's why, because we're doing it right now, but we are trying to create a little sense of normalcy within our business and within our friends. And we wanted to still have Megan on to share some strategies with you because I think they're applicable, not only in this time of pandemic and crisis, but also other spikes within the world and your industry and advertising in general. And what I'm super excited to talk about is have Megan share with you that advertising doesn't just have to happen on Facebook. And so we're talking about other platforms, what that can look like for you. And we're brainstorming different ways for you to be really effective in your ads. So Megan, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, even in the midst of a global pandemic. It's going to be great. (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with us. This is the best way to get your little fix, your extrovert fix in via Zoom, where we're all keeping our germs to ourselves. So I'm really excited. (laughs) But we have, as small business owners who run ads and who sell things online, have been chatting with our own ads team seven times a day in the last couple of weeks kind of putting a pulse and measure on, okay, how are things changing? What do we need to assess within our own ad spend, ad performance, and et cetera? And I think you have your own kind of take on how people can shine in pandemic crisis moments within advertising that you can share with us today. So let's just dive right in. Let's do it. So right now, and I want to be clear, I do not have a crystal ball. None of us have ever been through a global pandemic before. So I can't say that this will hold true in 
a month (laughs) or two months, depending on how long this goes down. But that right now, what we're seeing with all of the mandatory quarantines, strongly suggested quarantines, and not knowing how long this will last is a major influx in people having to work from home or stay home from their jobs. And what do you do whenever you're forced to stay home? You're forced online. (laughs) You're watching Netflix, you're watching YouTube, you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram. So now, oddly enough, is a great time for advertising. (laughs) I don't want to try to make that sound insensitive or like it's taking advantage, but people are seeing increased traffic to their blogs, increased traffic to their websites, increased traffic to their podcasts, because people are looking for this content to consume and try to stay on top of things. And all of that leads into great paid advertising opportunities. Mm -hmm. And what we've been seeing kind of across the board for our clients with paid advertising is we've needed to increase ad spend because we're seeing really good video through plays. We're seeing really good conversions on landing pages. We're seeing great opportunities right now in awareness campaigns where it's just running videos and to pieces of content like podcasts or blog posts or YouTube videos that are just more introductory in nature and educational in nature, not so much, hey, please go buy my shit right now. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, those have been doing well too. The educational content and the ability to build audiences and lookalike audiences and warm people up to the point that they are ready to buy has been through the roof in the last, was it a week ago, whenever everything kind of hit the fan? (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, at least from what I've seen, we're seeing CPMs go down, click-throughs go up and like costs per lead go down. But like, how are you seeing that translate into sales? Or are you suggesting that people focus more on the nurturing value add side and wait? Because I think people right now are just really not sure of how do I act as a sensitive person to what's going on, but also keep the fact that like, I need to keep the lights on and continue running my business. And this is my livelihood. So what are you seeing among your clients? Both. Because it really depends on what industry you're in. Um, You know, there are some industries where it gets real insensitive, like, come open a bank account right now. (laughs) Like, you know, aren't that great? (laughs) But there are other industries where it can (laughs) it can be repositioned with tact. And that's really what we want everyone currently to be really conscious of. You know, nobody wants to be pottery barn last week where they were sending out emails and running ads and sending posts that were talking about the parties you were going to host this weekend and <gasps> come get all of your hostess supplies. Like Nobody oh, wants to no. be that right now. <laughs> nobody wants to be oblivious pottery barn. <laughs> so a lot of it is how can you shift and adjust that messaging a little bit or provide a little bit of surprise and delight even, which we've seen with a lot of skincare brands. I don't know if you guys have heard of the brand Versed, but they are a new skincare brand. They're online and they think they just recently got into Target, but they have been doing a like, thank you customer gratitude campaign. We want to keep you guys shopping online, similar to what Sephora is doing and not in our stores, spreading your germs around all over the place. So we'll give you free shipping. And we're also going to throw in some free gifts for whenever you get to a certain purchase amount as a thank you so much for being a part of our community. Thank you so much for buying from us. So taking those kinds of little messaging tweaks, 
or a friend of mine who owns a soap company is working on a line of soap that doesn't dry your hands out (laughs) and doesn't make your skin feel like it's going to fall off because that's more of what I'm (laughs) concerned about than actually catching (laughs) COVID-19. And bringing a messaging around to that of how can I be helpful and how can I serve and position my ads in that way of like, here is stuff that's actually going to hydrate your skin is going to make you feel good about the 8,000 times a day that you need to be sanitizing from everything that you touch and feel really good about that. And it's that kind of messaging that's doing really well that's leading to sales. But there are also some other industries, whereas like online courses or certain courses in certain industries, again, depending on what industries you're looking at, the sales might not be so hot right now because people are honestly concerned with some other things. <laughs> like They got other stuff going on. And now is a great time maybe not to be focusing on, hey, buy my course, but hey, here's all this educational content that you do have time to kind of sit and consume and prepare yourself with so that you're positioned really well when we are on the other side of this, whatever that looks like, to be able to capitalize on that in terms of lookalike audiences and just more data that you have on your end to be able to make better informed decisions when it comes to how you're targeting your people. Yeah. Now... I think the misconception here is that all of this really happens in this silo that like it has to happen on Facebook slash Instagram, which just to reiterate is the same thing, even though it's the different app. Now the audiences might react differently in those places, but there are other places to advertise slash there can be different behaviors we can take advantage of, which I know you did this whole rant on it on Instagram a couple of weeks back about, I wish I could remember the exact phrasing you used, but essentially we can meet people where they're at based on their behavior and other advertising platforms can perhaps be better suited to that. So can you elaborate on what I failed to explain and (laughs) talk about some of the other platforms that are out there? Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that Instagram and Facebook are the same damn thing, people. (laughs) You are dealing with the same company. (laughs) And Facebook's or Instagram's new CEO is from Facebook. So you're going to see over the next few years, the same shifts that you saw happen on Facebook happen over on Instagram. So it's not immune to anything that has happened on Instagram recently. And Instagram Instagram and Facebook are not the only places you can go to advertise. There are places like Google. There are places like Spotify that you can advertise on. There are intentional sites that you can go to and have advertising placements on. Not saying, you know, go spray and pray banner ads everywhere because, you know, we saw how those went (laughs) several years ago. But like really strategic placements we're seeing with some of our clients. Like for example, the Instagram caption tool website that you can go to. I forget the name of it. I'll send you guys a link to it after this. You guys can link to it in the show notes. But being able to link to that. And then as soon as you put in your caption and you hit copy, it sends you to another page. And for business owners who are constantly trying to get captions that are spaced out correctly and have the right amount of spaces in between them and everything else, you're probably using that a lot. So why Mm -hmm. not place an ad there at the end that everybody's going to see whenever they hit copy the clipboard? The likelihood of that being an entrepreneur or another business owner or someone who needs your services in a B2B space, that's a great ad placement to have 
that isn't super high competition because not a ton of people know about it. Not a ton of people are using it outside of just your standard. Everybody go run Facebook ads. Everybody go run an Instagram ad. But the rant that you (laughs) experienced on Instagram stories was about the difference in interest and relevance based advertising and problem awareness advertising. So you have something like Google, where people go to Google and the way that you use Google is telling Google your problem and expecting Google to give you an answer and (laughs) give you the solution. They solve your problem for you. Anything literally you want to know, it will tell you. And so if you have something, a very problem aware audience and people who know exactly the problem that they have that you're providing the solution for, Google is an amazing tool to use because they're more apt to buy and they're more closely to the bottom of the funnel by the time they get to actually searching out specifically what that problem is. So it's easier to get a buyer straight from an ad when you're using something like Google advertising. Whereas like Facebook and Instagram are piecing together things by your demographics. So where do they live? What age range are they? And what are your interests? And using their very, very smart algorithms (laughs) to say, okay, you're interested in Whole Foods and Marie Forleo and Warby Parker. I'm pulling that out of my ass. You don't know me. (laughs) So this is Emily's profile, guys. (laughs) 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 So you're probably very likely interested in Peloton ads, or very likely interested (laughs) in these other companies, because we know all these other people are and building lookalike audiences and your content and your awareness content showing up in a relevant matter, relevant manner, sorry. So being able to show up there, it does really well for getting people more towards the top of the funnel. Not to say you can't push them down to the bottom of the funnel, you most definitely can. But you can play all of these different placements off of each other to better increase your conversions and better insulate your sales as a company from tanking if, say, Facebook has another Cambridge Analytica scandal and they end up pulling even more resources than they pulled before. And it dramatically impacts Facebook conversions. Again, you know that you've still got ad placements in other areas that are still doing the lead gen and still doing the awareness building and still pulling the people in for you. And it's not a mad scramble in the same way that I feel like it has been with everybody constantly saying, Facebook ads, Facebook ads, Facebook ads to run your funnel. You have to have Facebook ads. You don't have Facebook ads at the beginning. What are you even doing? And Mm -hmm. sending everybody really down that one road. You're not doing a very good job of insulating your business and protecting your lead generation systems if that's all you're using. And there are plenty of other ways to reach people for better pricing and in more strategic ways. It's not always Facebook is the answer. Now, how do you even go about utilizing these yeah. other platforms? Because I think that's platform. the biggest, the idea sounds great. You're like, this sounds awesome. I would love to X, Y, Z for me specifically, or for our business. I'm like, Oh, you know, Trello for business really meet someone with a need that if we had the right Google placements could be really great. Now, the thing that has benefited us is we already naturally have a really good position in terms of search results naturally. Like that just already is happening because of SEO and stuff. But 
the idea of going down the rabbit hole of trying to even figure out where to start with some of these new platforms mm-hmm. seems really overwhelming. So do you suggest hiring someone or are there good resources to even learn about what these other avenues are? I would say both. <laughs> like the answer is always <laughs> going to be both. It depends on where you're at inside of your business. If you are looking for results sooner rather than later, you know, you can get things done. What is it like? fast, well, or I forget what the other one is in that Venn diagram and you can only pick two. Cheap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can only pick two. If you're looking for like, you don't have a whole lot of money to invest in something, but you know, it's an avenue that you want to explore or learn. There are great resources on things like Udemy. I think I'm saying it right. Udemy. Mm-hmm. Udemy. Yeah. To be able to learn things like Google advertising or other independent creators who have courses along those lines. If you are looking for good results faster, then your answer is going to be hiring someone who already knows the ins and outs. Because things like Google AdWords, I will say my number one beef with Google, and I tell my friends who work at Google this all the time, it is like their engineering team does not talk to people outside of their little bubble, like normal humans who use <laughs> and regular how, words <laughs> right who like have normal lives normal nine to fives don't live in the development world and <laughs> they intentionally make their user experience the most difficult thing on the Ooh. planet and it drives me insane so there is a learning curve to Google advertising whenever you're going in and setting up your account is it possible to figure out can you buy courses to get you through it Yes, just the learning curve is going to take time. That's your trade-off there. You know, you could honestly spend, if you don't give yourself a hard deadline for when you're going to have information pulled by with Google AdWords, because it is all based off of keywords and finding keywords that are relevant to your audience, things they would be searching for, things that you definitely don't want to show up for, which are called negative keywords. You don't want to come up in those kinds of searches and you want to narrow it in further. You could spend years on that and still compiling data. So if you're going to start there and you're learning on your own, you don't want to hire someone, I'm suggesting starting small. Get an Udemy course and start small. Give yourself a week to you know go through some of the courses, get some keyword research in and start playing around with the different settings and the different type of copy you can run. Because what's great about Google Keywords, Google AdWords, is that you don't have to have a ton of creative. You don't have... Mm. 10 images that you're testing the same way that you do with Facebook and Instagram. You don't have six paragraphs of copy that you're testing. You know, you get this little block (laughs) and you got to do what you can with it and get them to a landing page. And landing pages are fairly basic. It's not, you know, please don't try to reinvent the wheel and come up with the most fanciest landing page you've ever seen in your entire life. (laughs) It's probably not going to convert well. And then when it's, you're talking about platforms like Spotify is something we use inside of my agency it's really easy. You just have to have a Spotify account and you go set it up to be able to run ads from ads for the, for Spotify. And you're then, you know, digging through the different options that they give you as far as narrowing down your audio. And you're coming up with ad copy that can be read within 30 seconds that can run between songs, like stuff that you hear whenever you're on Spotify using the app. 
And so that's a little bit more straightforward. So people were looking for something they could play with more immediately with less of a learning curve. Spotify is kind of a great option to go in, especially with the dramatic rise in audio that we've seen over the last you know 18 months. Now with Spotify, are you recording your own ad spot or do you send copy and they have someone professionally read it for you? You can do either. And what I really like about Spotify right now, I can't say it's going to stay this way for forever, is that they will do it for you for free. Like it's included oh, in your cost. Shit. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Well, I know what we're doing tomorrow. <laughs> How do they target? Like, what does that even look like? Can you narrow it down to say someone like a business owner or is it more of a broad targeting? More of a broad spectrum as far as different types of things that they're listening to, because that's the biggest metric of data that they have. Age ranges, areas that they live in, some interests, some things like that, that they're able to deduce through their algorithm. I imagine that it's going to get more sophisticated, the more data that they have, because Spotify is making some major moves. They just bought Gimlet Media they bought Anchor, that app that everyone was using, what, yeah. four years ago? It's still around. It did not disappear. And <laughs> it still exists. And Spotify bought it for a lot of money for people wow. to be able to create free podcasts that are self-hosted on their platform. I'm honestly surprised. Do you think that means it'll come back? That's like a totally another subject, but I'm just curious. It's hard to say come back because I think the only place it really went away was in like our creative entrepreneurial bubble where we really yeah. enjoyed it for, you know, 45 seconds and then we all abandoned it because we had other things to focus on. I think live streaming was, you know, blowing up at that same point in time. So it kind of got the shaft. But I think that it's, we're going to see more of a push in people getting into podcasting and, you know, that going the way of blogs where everybody's going to end up having one because it's making it even more accessible and even easier to have one. I mean, I've just encountered over the last couple months, more and more people who are using that as their podcast host because it's free and it's really easy to edit. And there are tools on there that are really easy to use because you can do everything from your phone instead of having to have this whole big studio. So we'll probably see a major influx, which honestly just creates more opportunity for people who are creating really quality content, really quality shows to stand out. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. What are other platforms that we haven't talked about? And when it's platforms kind of like that, where do you even start looking at? Is there just an account that you make with that platform or is it ran through somewhere else or... So those kinds of placements are just digital media placements. So you can hire a media buyer to do that for you or an advertising agency. Or a lot of times there are companies that you can and they have the relationship. So they've already got all the information set up. They've already got, you know, everything they need to take care of transactions. So like our agency is something that handles that. Or you can, a lot of times you can just email the company directly and just say, hey, I'm interested in an ad placement. Is this something that you guys take care of? Is there a specific person that I need to be reaching out to for this or a certain person who handles it and see kind of where they take you? Every company is different. Some companies will only work through certain agencies and only let them handle their transactions. A lot of, some of them will say, okay, yeah, no, we'll do it and we'll do it in one-offs and you want to buy X package. So great. We'll handle that for you. And this is where we're going to place it. And a lot of that information comes from just knowing and, you know, people I'm sure are going to roll their eyes, but really knowing your target market. Like, yeah. There's no avoiding that. Right. You um, have to you know, have where to know them really, are. really, really well. <laughs> and not just their demographics. You have to really know their psychographics and their social graphics, yeah. how they're making decisions, why they're making the decisions that they're making. 
and where they're engaging in social groups online or in person to know where to show up for them in the right time and the right way with the right message. But outside of those kinds of strategic placements, which are a little bit more advanced, everyone almost has an ad platform these days because he who owns the data owns the world mm-hmm. and can run the world. <laughs> so you're seeing all kinds of platforms launch these kinds of services. I mean, Twitter has one, LinkedIn has one, Pinterest has one, Amazon has one. It looks like Google Assistant, like the Google Home and the Alexa. I'm trying to say it too loud because I don't want mine to go off. But (laughs) and start talking in the background. They don't allow you to have direct ads yet. You can't say, I want to place this on every single one of these in every person's home. But you can place ads inside of flash briefings. So what you'll hear now is if you ask her to give you a flash briefing from a particular company or whatever it is you've set up for your daily one. For me, I have one for Fast Company. I'll hear at 8.30 in the morning, every morning when it goes off, here's your Fast Company flash briefing. It's brought to you by such and such company who does XYZ and go here to learn more about them. That strategic placement that they've made with Fast Company or that Fast Company has gone and sought out to add to their ad revenue to help support them. And it's getting on, I mean, how many of these devices exist across the country? Millions. And that's (laughs) only increasing as we continue to add voice assistance everywhere in our homes and our cars and our pockets and everywhere else. <laughs> hmm. It's it's My fascinating. And it's, <laughs> I know it's, there's so much to learn. And I feel like of the people that I follow online, you tend to be a little bit more in the know. And I don't really, I, th- I think that's part of your personality. I, I literally live in a bubble. You guys like this yeah. has been the most in the know I have been in maybe a decade. And it's, <laughs> it's a little too much information for me. But and that's more in relation to like the world, not necessarily Everything this topic. Going on. <laughs> but I know you specifically have a model that you suggest people go through this disrupt scale lead. I'd love if you could share a bit more about what that means to you and how it applies to what we're talking about today. Yeah, so disrupt scale lead is how you can really take advantage of your market and your industry to lead your industry. Everyone wants to be, especially with markets that are going to have the economic buying power, millennials, which we're going to see really come to their peak within the next couple of years and sit pretty with their economic buying powder power for probably a decade as Xennials are still coming out of college and coming up behind them because the oldest Xennial right now is 23. So we've still got some time as far as them catching up, coming along behind everyone, but being able to be front of market and front of mind with them. You want to be the go-to choice, not the decision that they're making just based off price or that person couldn't take me. So I'm going with, you know, sloppy seconds. (laughs) You want to be seen as really that leader and that standard inside of your industry with those particular markets, because they're going to have the most buying power, they're going to have the most money to be able to invest in these things moving forward over the next few years. So what it does is it helps you stand out in that capacity. So what we suggest doing is called Disrupt Scale Lead. Disrupt is really focused on creating content and messaging and positioning that is disrupting your industry for your market that is looking at where is everybody zigging and how can you zag? What seems to be the status quo or those areas where you're like, everybody keeps doing this, but that's not 
really how it's supposed to be done. Or I've had really good success by actually doing the opposite or a few degrees going in the other direction or looking at it from this other this other viewpoint. A little bit of that like purple cow that Seth Godin talks about, you know, how can you stand out in that capacity and setting yourself up that way, which is also going to help you as we talk about it in more of an advertising context and specifically in the advertising space, defeat that banner blindness, that advertising blindness, which as more and more people start advertising, it's going to become a bigger and bigger problem. We are served between 4,000 and 10,000 ads a day that we don't even realize because we block them out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You see them when you're driving, you hear them when you listen to the radio, you see them on TV, you see them on YouTube, you see them everywhere. And being able to combat that with disruptive messaging that really reaches out and grabs people by the throat and shakes them and forces them to pay attention to you that they can't ignore and they can't help but engage with and feel compelled to interact with is where you're going to really start to be able to rise to the top of the pack inside of your industry. So that's where we start people is by going through and taking a look at your messaging and how can you take a little bit of a contrarian stance or how can you zag a little bit more from where everybody is is zigging at. And then we move yeah. them up into scale. And scale exists where it is because we see everyone kind of trying to scale at the very beginning where it's, I have this idea and I want to grow it right now. And I'm going to throw all the money at it and I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to throw all my resources at it and then I wonder why it's not working. I wonder why I'm draining a ton of time, energy and money into ads, into blog posts, into emails, and they're not doing anything. And it feels like this isn't working and I'm miserable and I hate this. And it's because you didn't have that core of that disruptive messaging for someone to want to pay attention to that you can scale on top of. Because if you don't have that, scaling isn't going to work. Scaling is going to turn into a hot mess or you might have a little a little luck with scaling, but everything will fall apart as far as your systems and your operations and everything that needs to be able to support that scale, not being where it needs to be to make all of that happen, which is, as you guys know, imperative. Yeah, <laughs> yes. you're not going to have a business at the end of the day. Right. And as you can scale that, you know, specifically inside of the advertising landscape is by being able to take some successful ads that you've tested in smaller micro ecosystems and being able to take them across more platforms and more placements and more campaigns on different platforms and different channels and really scale up so you can start seeing more people come in and generally more revenue come in and have more people hear your message, which is going to position you as an expert in your specific topic that you're being disruptive and making a whole lot of noise in, allows you to lead. And all of that can be leveraged up in lead is where we see people creating more podcast content, like hit podcast content, more people leveraging that into best-selling books, more people leveraging that into true influencer status, not people who are, you know, selling skincare products with those (laughs) horrid pre-recorded scripts. (laughs) Like true, you have real impact on industries because people are listening to anything that you say, (laughs) holy shit type stuff. And 
really lead your industry in any direction you want it to go in out of maybe the status quo that they've been operating out of because they feel like if it isn't fixed, don't break it. But there's way better ways and more optimal ways that it could be running and it could be having have better impact on your communities on the world as a whole on even your personal space that you have or that you're experiencing. And then leave your competition wondering, wait, what what the hell happened here? Like, I'm only getting sloppy seconds. I'm only getting people who want to argue with me about price. And now I need to figure out what Abigail and Emily did because they're crushing it. And I need to start copying them because clearly whatever it is that they did worked. But you know, you guys are already still 10 steps ahead. So they're going to continue to stay at the bottom of that pile. I'm just like taking that all in and being like, <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people are sitting here overwhelmed and like, they're like, I'd love to disrupt. I'd love to lead. I'd love to be a bigger influencer. I'd love to impact more lives. But right now I'm having a hard time like keeping my head above water. I would love to hear your take on how to stay a bit more level-headed when looking ahead I think now more than ever, you're going to see businesses going through massive pivots, massive changes, and figuring out what they're doing more on a week-to-week basis than planning three, six, nine months in advance. When it comes to advertising and it comes to like being mindful of the landscape we're living in, where do you even start and how do you stay a little less emotional about those decisions you're making? You start by listening. (laughs) You start by telling everyone to shut up and listen. (laughs) Because that's where you're going to get the best insights, especially in the context of right now. You're hearing a lot of people talking online and a lot of people on the news and in the media. And I don't want to make the media seem like a bad place. I don't really subscribe to that belief. But there's a lot of fear-based messaging happening right there. And a lot of people scrambling and worrying about what's going to happen to their families. And rightly so, but fear should not be the driving decision maker. And we're entrepreneurs. We're problem solvers. It is the literally the entire job description in one sentence, solve problems for people. (laughs) (laughs) It is not clear and not concise. So How can you come at that, even if we're talking about disrupt on a small scale, very isolated for right now, talk about that from a different angle of helping people and being supportive and solution oriented, not fear driven, not adding into the chaos and the insanity that is happening right now, but saying, hey guys, here are some things that you can take advantage of, or here is is how this can help you with what we're experiencing right now. Even if something as small as sharing that, hey guys, advertising costs are really great right now. So you can actually take a little bit of advantage of what it is that's happening inside of this scenario. I don't know that it'll continue to look like that in two weeks. I'll continue to keep you guys updated. But right now, this is something that you guys should be looking at and maybe taking into consideration and listen to what it is that your audience is talking about what their biggest worries are, what their biggest concerns are, what their emotional status is, and what are the skills that you have and what is it that you are bringing to the table that can help them solve that immediate need right now as far as what they're looking at, let's say for even the next two to three weeks. And then also use a little bit of this time to look at what's happening big picture so you can be proactive about what's coming down the road. Not that you need to have a 50-point plan, for what's going to happen in September. And like, you know, you know, and you're ready to rock and roll. But 
be a little proactive. Like I would say you could make a pretty educated guess right now that a lot of businesses are moving their entire teams online and telling everyone to work from home. We know we've been having lots of issues online today because everybody and their brother is on the internet. I would anticipate that those businesses are going to see, oh, wow, we can have everyone working from home and still be just as productive and get just as much done. Do we need all the overhead of all these office spaces? You know, is there a way that we can reduce some of this that's happening here, especially if we are actually looking at the onset of a recession and people do need to start cutting costs in certain places? I anticipate that with entire industries being laid off right now, they're going to have to get creative with how they're making money and how can they support themselves if they can't be a bartender right now. So we'll probably see an increase in the freelancer economy and the gig economy. We're probably going to see an influx in online business owners, people who can control their own stuff and work from home and not have to be worried about this kind of thing. You know, what is that going to look like as far as our online entrepreneur community is concerned? We're probably going to see more of those people coming in. How can we be prepared and already set up with content and coming at it from a place of calm, level-headed, but still vulnerable and transparent leadership, true leadership, so that we're positioned well when they're coming in to be able to lead them and help them get to that point that they want to get to. And so paying attention to those big pictures and saying like, okay, what are some things that I could kind of use to be able to lead those? I had someone message me today on Instagram saying, hey, I want to make sure that we're taking advantage of the influx of people we're going to be seeing. And I want to make sure I'm positioned well, what services would you think would be necessary? And I said, anything that's serving leaders, helping people show up as leaders, talking about, she was like, you know, we have services that we have, like we never even talk about the fact that we do motion graphics and, you know, different fun, cool things with video. And I said, that'd be a great thing to leverage right now, even if we're just talking about advertising, because video ads are some of the cheapest ads that you can run as far as, you know, running for three plays for brand awareness. But anything that's moving and doesn't look like the status quo and what everything everyone else is putting out there is going to help you stand out and get your message across and get your viewpoint across versus someone else. So that's a great thing to be offering and be talking to people about and be setting yourself up to really be the person who's supporting those people who want to show up as leaders in this space and be prepared for that. Yeah, I love that. That I think that's super helpful. And that gives you know, definitely our listeners, a lot of stuff to think about and to, to maybe help them create a plan of action. So before we, you know, wrap this up, I would love to have you take us into talk strategy to me. And I would love to focus more back on the advertising side and, and a little bit of the method that you use. So if you could round us out into three to five action steps that people can be doing this week, this month, in this time that they maybe are focusing on different parts of their business in order to stand out and maybe start trying on different platforms for size what kind of order of importance would you have people go through? I would say number one, shut up and listen. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up and listen and really hear what your people are concerned about and what actions it is that they appear to be taking and what solutions it is that they're looking for. Again, we are entrepreneurs. We are problem solvers. Lots of people have problems right now. So we're here to solve them. That's what we're doing. So listening to those and making sure that you are are then taking a look at how you position your offerings and your zone of genius, the services, the products, so whatever it is that you provide, and positioning them as the solution 
to that problem they're telling you they have right now. Because the problem that they're telling you they have right now is likely different than the problem they told you they had a month ago. The solution might still be the same, but they're in a different headspace right now. And they're in a very much the lizard brain, your like survival response (laughs) going on right now as far as fight or flight and what am I going to do? And being able to speak to that and come at them from that angle is going to give you a much higher success rate in getting them to see you and your offering as the solution. Step three would be to start taking that to different paid advertising platforms. I would say that probably the easiest and the ones that people are most comfortable with is definitely Facebook and Instagram. I would personally prioritize Instagram over Facebook right now. especially stories, so much opportunity in stories and talking about the solution that you have in the same way that these people are talking about their problems and talking about in a different way than everyone else is just kind of talking at them. Really empathize with them, (laughs) have empathy for them, let them know that you understand them and you see them and you hear them. That can be done with any kind of educational content or if you have a product that's particularly relevant right now, it can be done with that as well. And then to help expand and kind of insulate the systems and really this foundation that you're building, I would say next steps would be to start looking at Spotify and audio-based advertising, or even if Spotify feels a little scary and you don't want to start putting stuff out in a bigger capacity like that and letting ads run in the same way that you let them run for Instagram and Facebook, or you don't have a major budget for all of that. One thing you can do is reach out to friends who you know that host podcasts and reach out to them and ask if they are looking for any kind of ad spots to host on their podcast or if you can sponsor an episode with them or if you can get interviews going on that side while you've got this time to really be looking at your business and reflecting on what it is that you are building and what you want that to look like going forward is a really good thing to be able to take advantage of. And then resources, looking at things like Udemy and brushing up. And I'm not sponsored by Udemy. This is just the one that I use. (laughs) But using resources like Udemy or finding things on Thinkific or Teachable or any of those other platforms, Creative Live, that are showing you different advertising platforms that you can use if you're not in a position where you can go out and hire an agency or hire an expert or hire a strategist to handle these things for you so that you can learn them and start diversifying that digital ad spend that you have so that whenever you know something does happen with one of them or one of them has an issue or one of them goes down, you know that you're protected because you're better diversified than the average business owner. I love that. Thank you so much for being here. I know you gave people a lot to think about. If you could let people know where they could hang out with you online, I would love to hear what you have to say. Yes. My favorite is Instagram stories. <laughs> so mm-hmm. come hang out with me. I am at Megan underscore Maydell. It's M-E-G-H-A-N underscore Maydell. And hang out with me over uh, at disruptorcreative.co, C-O, not com. And that's where we talk all about the agency stuff. And I am going to be releasing more information there on the forthcoming podcast disruptor insights that we've got launching here in the next few weeks and the forthcoming media company disruptor media that we'll probably see launch at the end of the year beginning of next year awesome thank you so much for being here megan thank you guys for having me looking to elevate your brand without the headache join the co-op our creative template shop membership with thousands of easy to customize templates all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics 
we make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details really love this show, it would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.